안녕하세요. 나는 앤디예요. 미국에서 서고 한국어로 공부해요. The Fluent Show로 들으세요. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and on this show we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Every other week on The Fluent Show, I put aside a little bit of time to answer your listener questions. And I've got a good one this week. If you also want to send me a question about wherever you're at in your language learning, you can email it to me at kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk, or you can tweet it to at The Fluent Show. Now, before I go on, you might be able to hear I'm feeling ever so slightly under the weather today. So forgive me if my voice sounds a little bit banged up, but we're going to do the show today so that you guys can get advice and we can talk about language learning like we do every Monday. I have two announcements as well. The first one is a reminder that we are really on the last levels of availability with practically full up on the fluent German retreat. So if you do have any interest in coming to Germany with us in December, first week of December, to join me on a week of German teaching, exploring the old, old, oldest city in Germany, Trier, and visiting Christmas markets together so that you can get speaking practice and cultural experience and just really enjoy learning German for a week, then do check out the website. It is fluent.show slash retreat and get in touch speedy quick. If you do miss out on a place, don't worry. I do have a newsletter and I will let you know about future retreats. We're planning another German retreat for next year and also one for French learners. So, si tu apprends le français or wenn du Deutsch lernst, do get in touch. Do check out fluent.show slash retreat and find out more about fluent language retreats. I'm so excited about these. They genuinely are, and I keep saying it, And I will tell you more about this very, very soon. They are one of the best and most efficient and most functional and fun ways I have ever seen language teaching in action and language learning in action. So do check out a retreat. I want to give thanks as well to Andy Roberts for the intro this week, which was in Korean. Hamsanida Andy. And I need more intros. I say this a lot. So more, more intros, please. If you want to hear your voice on The Fluent Show, it's easy to do this. Simply record yourself. You can just record yourself on your phone with a voice memo and say your name, where you're from, which language you're speaking, and then the sentence, you're listening to The Fluent Show. That's all you need to do, and you can do it in your target language or in your native language, or even if you're not a learner if you're not a native English speaker why not do it in English whatever language you are learning whatever language you are passionate about whatever language you are protecting perhaps if it's an endangered language I want to hear it you know so send me that intro same email address k-e-r-s-t-i-n at fluentlanguage.co.uk 
Before I crack on with today's question, which came to me through Instagram, interesting, let me give thanks to this week's sponsor of The Fluent Show. These sponsors are wonderful, they make the show possible and if you have a minute, please do visit them online because it helps them understand that their investment and their support of The Fluent Show actually pays off. Let me tell you about these guys, Live Lingua. Learning a new language is a journey, like I so often tell you about on this show. It can be challenging, but ultimately it's one of the most rewarding experiences that a person can have. And the best way to reach that goal to learn a language, whether it's basic understanding or full-on fluency, is to activate your knowledge. It's important. And to build that speaking confidence from very, very early on. And finally, there is a way to do that online from the comfort of your home. You might have tried Skype lessons before, but you've never tried it this conveniently, thanks to Live Lingua. They offer immersive online language lessons. The instructors are all native speakers and they teach and work one-on-one -on -one with you at your level, no matter what your level is, and they make you a little learning plan as well. So it's not a trendy new gimmick. It's not even... It's not even an app that promises you anything. It's These are Skype lessons, one-to-one -one lessons, so classic. But the most special thing is when I tested Live Lingua and I had an experience with my own Spanish teacher, I was really, really impressed. She was well-prepared, friendly, encouraging. I spoke Spanish for an hour. What? And I didn't even have to look at my calendar to work out when I might be able to be available and to talk to her and all this kind of back and forth faffing around. That was all gone because Live Lingua offers you a concierge, a person who just gets in touch with you and says, hey, what do you want to study? When are you free? I'll sort it out for you. And they did. They did. I was incredibly impressed. Live Lingua saved me a lot of time. It actually saves you money as well because it offers you a reliable teacher, no trying around at one set rate. So you know beforehand what you're paying for your lessons and it's a fair wage for your teacher as well. So definitely worth checking out. We'd like to invite you, so that's me and Live Lingua, to check out their platform and you get a free trial lesson, absolutely no obligation. I took my trial lesson as well and I'm not currently focusing on Spanish. So afterwards I said, hey, this was really good. I'll come back to you when I'm ready because they don't teach Welsh. Does anyone ever teach Welsh? Anyway, <laughs> you can sign up for this free trial lesson at livelingua.com slash fluent. LiveLingua's immersive language learning method is convenient, it's productive, it really is, and it's built to meet your specific scenario. So no matter if you're learning for family or for travel or you're just curious or you want to pass an exam, they've got a teacher for you and they'll match you up with that teacher. So visit LiveLingua.com slash fluent to sign up for your free lesson. Thank you so much, LiveLingua. Now, as you can hear, I often pause after these sponsor messages and I've been wondering, guys, if you'd like me to put a little bit of music underneath them or have a little applause track or something like that at the start and the end of the sponsor message, would you be interested in that? Please let me know. We can put that into the production of most of the shows and it might be something that you will enjoy.
So you can always, you know, send your feedback. I do want to hear from you to get in touch. That's enough waffle. That's enough sponsor. Thank you so much to Live Lingua. Let's answer a question because it's a big one. Luca got in touch with me and he asked, I've been learning Spanish for three months. I started learning with Duolingo and I was really into it. And recently I've been losing, using a textbook as well, but I have become really demotivated. Not because I give up, because I'm bored of Duolingo. I'm tired of the way it's trying to teach me and I don't feel like I am progressing. I read your article about Duolingo and its faults and although it has significantly changed since then, I don't think it's the right tool for me. My question is, if I'm not using Duolingo, what can I actually do to learn Spanish? I've looked everywhere and all the websites have a lot of tips, but no actual guide saying things like resources to use, etc. Oh, Luca, so many questions. Where do I start? Thank you so much for sending this question in. We have actually been in touch very, very recently and it's been a few months since your question. So you have found a lot of your own answers, but I still wanted to answer it on the show. First of all, let's address Duolingo and my article on it. I wrote a review in 2015, which is often how people find fluent language on the internet. So if that's you, welcome to the show. I'm happy you're here. Duolingo has made great strides since 2015. I wrote a, a review update in 2017 and it just keeps, you know, changing and evolving. So it's an interesting app to watch. It is also a small app, a huge company and a big, big promise. And largely it keeps its promise because actually what Duolingo says is... Well, this is gamified, you're going to have fun, it's an addictive experience, you're going to want to do another lesson, and it corrects you right there in the lessons. That is what it does. It doesn't say, oh, you will, you know, I don't know, ride a joyful roller coaster with all your Spanish friends and be fluent in two months. Duolingo is nice enough, but it does, if, you, if it's your, your main resource, it does offer a really monotonous experience, and it does sound like... Luca, at this point, you're hitting a wall. So I've got a few tips for dealing with Duolingo boredom, just in case other listeners are also experiencing that this is just really boring right now. So tip number one, get on the web version of Duolingo so you can read explanations, backgrounds, maybe some more example sentences of whatever the lesson you're focusing on is covering. This is much more of a textbook style experience and it can really add to what you're learning. It's really good if you notice you're making mistakes or you notice something happening and you've got no idea what's actually happening and you just feel frustrated by this. You feel like this app is trying to test you on things you haven't even learned. If that is the case, go to the web version. Wherever you are in the skill tree, you will find explanations. They're often written by voluntary contributors so the your mileage may vary depending on which language you're learning but they are worth checking out tip number two restrict yourself to a few minutes a day pairing the um, strategy of pairing as Gretchen Rubin calls it is really good here for example how about duolingo while you're waiting for your kettle to boil or for your bus to arrive or if you've, I don't know, if you've got a dog and you're taking the dog out to the park, maybe just Duolingo while the dog does its thing. Um, 
yes. <laughs> so restrict yourself to just a few minutes a day. If you even if you want to spend an hour a day on your language learning, or you you sometimes have a full hour, don't think I'm making that an hour of Duolingo because no wonder you're getting bored if you're there for an hour just playing around on this little app every single time. That that feels monotonous, and language learning should not feel monotonous. Number three, try out the in-app clubs. So if you like to compete or if you want to feel like you're not the only person doing Duolingo in the world, because you're obviously not, try out the clubs so that you can compete and you can see how other learners are getting on. Maybe you can answer some questions and perhaps even get a dialogue going. That would be quite fun. But I'm sure like me, you see the problem here. In all of these scenarios, all these Duolingo tips, you're actually still doing Duolingo, which means you're reacting to a screen, your your main language contact is an app, and you, main, you, you just may not be a person who wants to stare at a screen for an hour. And you maintain your sense that, that you don't have a plan. And in your question, when you said, well... I feel like I'm not making progress. I'm tired of the way this is working and and I'm just looking for I'm looking for a plan, really. You don't have a plan. If the plan is to just follow Duolingo even if I get bored, that's not really a plan. So what I'm hearing is that that is where your frustration comes in. This sense that you're not progressing. It's a normal result actually of losing the starting enthusiasm. Three months is a really good time to keep going, keep going. And it's also a known point if you're progressing consistently. It's often a point where really boredom or frustration can set in. Most projects, be they language learning or dieting or starting a new job, start with enthusiasm and optimism. And you've got reasons why you're doing this and you're excited because you're making fast progress because everything is very different to how it was before. But once you get more used, remember it takes 8 to 12 weeks to build a habit, for example. Once you get used to what you're doing, it's not so different anymore, so it's not so stimulating and your motivation can take a dip. In the book Teaching and Researching Motivation which is by Sultan Derny and Emma Oshoda, and I totally recommend it. I, it's a research book, and it's very accessibly written. So if you want to read more about motivation ever, uh, do check that one out. It's in the show notes at fluent.show slash 106. So in this book, I read that motivation is cyclical. It leads to um, a burst of motivation, leads to an experience of success, and then that boosts you on to work through any boring bit. And then you have another success experience, which motivates you again. It's sort of this virtuous cycle, really. So in a way, you're not having the success or you not having that success experience at the moment is what causes this dip in motivation. And then you don't have the success experience again. And, and you, you sort of get stuck in, in it going the other way around. So the question is, how can you create a sense of success when learning languages. In coaching, this is where I would start with you and then work out the practical steps from there. And here's why. In order to feel successful in a predictable, sustainable way, you need to learn how to set good goals for yourself. 
your success must be more than a vague sense of progress because that's not something you can really aim for and it's it's sort of hidden behind this mist of um, language learning is magical and that's not really that's not helpful so it has to be I achieved what I set out to do so I feel good your practical goals I, I usually call them path goals need to be smart you probably know about smart goals if you've ever attended any management training or any training at work ever people love smart goals and so do I because it makes sense your path goals need to be smart that's an acronym it stands for specific measurable achievable realistic and whatever people say the T stands for <laughs> I usually go with time bound and they need to be relevant as well so you can't set yourself the goal of um, I want to save 50 pounds this month if that's got nothing to do with your language learning but you could go I want to save 50 pounds this month so I can spend it on Glossika or something like that so I would advise learners of languages to also build into their goals the four core skills listening speaking reading and writing so your start then is not with what is this book you know, like, what's on the next page in this book? Oh, it's boring. Or in Duolingo, what's in the skill tree? Oh, it's boring. <laughs> your start is to set yourself some goals that are relevant to your life. Think about where you want to be and what that looks like. And then get specific. Even if it's really lightly specific. It doesn't have to be, ah, my goal is to give a lecture in Spanish at this conference in one year. It doesn't have to be, like, super ambitious. It could just be... I want to listen to three songs this month because you're the one who sets the timescale. Your goals can totally include Duolingo and your textbook. And I would advise you, start where you are. So, Luca, from your message that you sent me, it's a bit frozen in time, but from that message, I would say, okay, where you're at is you're bored <laughs> with no sense of progress, but really good experience with Duolingo and got that textbook, so you, you're setting up your environment. So I would say your goals have to be, number one, I'm excited about Spanish learning, and number two, I feel like I'm getting somewhere. So what would help to answer you, answer the question of how do you get there? That's the interesting bit. And in a coaching session, this is what we'd explore together. What are you into? What's interesting to you about Spanish? What do you like? So, for example, let's say you are dreaming of walking the pilgrim's path in northern Spain, the Camino del, de Santiago. So you're interested in travel, you've got spiritual connections there, you dream of speaking Spanish to the locals, to have the right words to talk about your religion, about spirituality, about what you believe, and to feel confident sorting your own food and accommodation. I don't know, maybe you want to go to confession in Spanish. That's, you know, it's it'll, it'll enrich you for life, it'll be unique. That's your vision goal. Your vision goal is is your dream. To get a sense of a path goal from that, ask yourself how much time you have. You know, it depends when, if your trip is booked in three years, you've got more time than if it's booked for January. And then ask yourself what you want to tackle first. What's the most important part of all this, this vision? What's, what's really going to help? 
Let's say it's ordering food and learning about northern Spanish dishes. Your three-month goals could be to cook a meal for yourself in Spanish, to role-play a restaurant scenario with a tutor, to know 50 words for food terms, to study a restaurant menu, to listen to 10 podcasts simply in Spanish so that you can understand the words. doesn't even have to be food words, just so if you want to get used to the speed of the language. Perhaps to pronounce every name on the Camino. These are specific goals. They're, they're measurable. You know, you can easily... Have I done a restaurant scenario? Have I not? It's easy to measure. They're great things to aim for. And they are way less boring than doing you know, Duolingo forever because they relate much more to your to your big vision, to what you want to do. So there we are. No Duolingo or textbook is going to lead you in this way. Nothing is leading you now because your routine is becoming personal. It's becoming you who leads you. You follow what you're curious about. You swap things out. You go, oh, do you know what? I'm going to leave this to one side. I'm going to work with this tool. And you might want to work with a tool for a specific time period again. And then you can always chuck it out if it's not your kind of thing. So the next question, once you've got those goals down, is what do I need to get there? The app, the textbook, becomes part of your journey rather than your leader. What's important to know is no. A short-term goal approach won't teach you all of Spanish instantly. But that's because that doesn't exist. Language is a long-term game. You're in it. If you really want to get fluent, if you want to get proficient, if you want to maybe master a language, you're in it for the long term. Yes, you will have to think slightly differently. Because you are now leading yourself. You're not just following, you know, sort of, you're not planless anymore. And this is how you fire up your motivation. This is what gets you going. And this is, this is what's going to provide those success experiences. If you want to learn more about goal setting, let me recommend the Language Habit Toolkit, which you can get on my website at fluentlanguage.co.uk. And then just click Toolkit. It's got all the info about it. And that's designed to help you set up a way of thinking and create a solid language learning routine. And if you have at the moment really only got textbook and Duolingo, there's also a resource manager worksheet in which I've listed exactly what you need to set up a good and supportive set of resources. Duolingo is a good place to start, but I'd advise you to also add input resources. So songs that you like in Spanish, videos, uh, texts about stuff that you're interested in, and then a good reference set. So I love a dictionary. I think everybody should have a good dictionary. <laughs> It's just, it, how, how are you living without a dictionary? So those are, those are kind of my frameworks of resources. Textbooks are best. This is not scientific, personally. I think textbooks are best if you like them within the first minutes of trying them out. For me, if I pick up a textbook in German or if in, you know, as a German teacher, I often look at the textbooks. I want to know what, what do I like. But say I pick up a textbook that in a language I'm curious about, for something like perhaps Chinese, I've got to like them. I've got to like that book instantly. Otherwise, it, it kind of doesn't work. And you can always test drive and you can always adjust. If you are on a limited budget, I recommend going to the library as a good place to start. If you have a local library near you, they always have language learning materials. And they often have things that 
are recommended or super popular with lots of polyglots. So if you're in America, I know a lot of people swear by Pimsleur, which I've never tried. Here in the UK, it's a little bit harder to get hold of. And I've never seen it in a language that I'm studying, so I've not tried it myself. But people love Pimsleur, so you could try that and really just find whatever whatever you like. Like I love Say Something in Welsh, and there is a Say Something in Spanish variant of it. So that might be what I would recommend to you, but you, you might hate it. So resources, um, work, work down the list, try out everything for a short time and then stick with what, what you like and what kind of spoke to you. Especially with Spanish, there is so much available. And I'm also including in the show notes a little list of recommendations for Spanish learners. So if you want to learn more about resources that I recommend, that I like or that I've heard recommended over and over again, it's in the show notes. Again, fluent.show slash 106 and just click the link there. Uh, okay, a few final tips for you, Luca, because I've got <laughs> a lot of them. And an update for all of my listeners who are not you. Final tip, practice with people, either native speakers, tutors, or at least finding like-minded folks. So the native speakers would have to be aware that you're a learner and they'd have to be ready to help you practice. And if they are, those people are gold and they're wonderful. Feeling like you're on your own with this, with language learning, makes motivation a lot harder to maintain and it, it makes it feel much more boring, much quicker. So do find a group of people who perhaps are also learning. Perhaps come and join our Fluent Language Learners Facebook group. We do check-ins every Saturday and I love seeing how many people just share what they've been up to this week because I think it's extremely helpful to know what other people are up to. And tip number two, always consider how far you have come. You're now three months in. If you say you're not seeing progress, think about where you were three months ago. Think about all the things that you can say, you can understand, you can pronounce, you can make out when somebody is saying them, all the words that you can remember, even if it's just 50 words. That's 50 more than you knew three months ago. And you set your own pace. Does not, you know, you need to feel like you're making progress, but that doesn't mean you need to be finished next week. I actually spoke to you, Luca. So here is the update. <laughs> I actually spoke to Luca um, because the message is, it is a little bit frozen in time. And I said, hey, how did you get on? <laughs> you know, in while waiting for Kirsten to come around and answer your podcast question. And Luca has been doing extremely well and is conversational in Spanish now. So congratulations. This is amazing. So you mentioned two tips that I want to pass on, that you've listened to Spanish music and you started watching um, YouTube videos and getting input that way and putting the vocab from that into Anki. So you did actually exactly what, what I would recommend to you, which is take charge of your own learning, take charge of what you're interested in and just kind of follow your nose, but then really dig into the resources that you find. So getting a Spanish song, listening to the lyrics, translating them, going, oh, this is a cool vocab word, putting it in Anki's or in... Um, Smart Cards Plus or on your flashcard or however you like to study vocab. Putting it in there so that you can repeat it again, so that you see it again. That is so awesome. I'm so pleased for you. 
So if you're listening and you haven't tried this yet and you're sort of in this spot where you're getting a bit bored with a textbook or getting a bit bored with Duolingo, make sure you find what interests you, real life stories, people, music, conversations. That is why you're learning a language. That is what you're into. So follow it, take it and work with that. And those are my tips really for you. Luca, thank you again so much for your question. Congratulations. And listeners, don't forget, please do send me an intro file if you're interested. I've previously said I've got a lot of intros from guys. I have some female listeners who have since then also come out of the woodwork. And then it went quiet with all of you. So no matter what your gender, no matter what gender assignment you subscribe to, I don't care. Please send me an intro for this show so that I can put your voice out to all Fluent Show community members. I'm so excited about that to do that for you. Also, don't forget to check out our sponsor, livelingua.com slash fluent. And finally, if you're interested in a retreat and it sounds awesome, do get in touch so I can put you in the right list or you can snag that final spot on the German retreat. That's it from me. I'm going to probably get back into bed and make a cup of tea and make myself feel better so that I'm ready for more podcasts for you in the future. So looking forward to hearing from you as always. That's Fluent Show out. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. Don't forget that you can send us your comments and questions to be answered on the show to Kirsten, that's K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk or you can find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you. We read every message. Don't forget to review us. See you next week.